Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Retail Refined, a market scale podcast. We are here with you live at the Retail CEO Influencer Summit, where the focus is the Gen Z. And right now, I have the pleasure of sitting with Renee Klein. She is the VP of Global Digital Services at Coach. And she's going to talk to us a little bit more about Web3 and the metaverse. But first, Welcome. Thank you and so much. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And so why don't you tell the audience a little bit more about what you do at Coach? Of course. So uh, in my role at Coach, um, I overlook and oversee uh, digital platforms and understanding how the consumer journey interacts with our owned platforms uh, and where they may be spending, consumers may be spending a lot of their time on outside platforms and how we should be uh, looking at those platforms for opportunities to engage with our customers. Okay, great. Well, we have a lot to dig in because it's a, a topic everybody's trying to wrap their head around. So why don't we start? Um, what are some of the things that Coach as a brand has done to dip their toes into Web3 and the metaverse? Of course. So last December, we launched our very uh, first um, NFT available in North America. Uh, we actually, six months after that, launched our second NFT uh, in June. And um, the first NFT was really a moment for us to celebrate our 80th year. We had um, several uh, NFT characters created from a game um, that we had also developed, and they were available. Um, there was actually eight um uh characters uh 10 behind each that were available um to celebrate our 80th year and each of those nfts were um uh claimed within 11 seconds on eight days preceding uh christmas so it was highly successful people were very excited the reactions that we got were incredible i mean um from the Web3 community on Twitter, we saw a huge amount of interest in understanding um, Coach kind of entering this space. It re-loyalized re certain customers. Um, very excited by both uh, males and females in Web3 and gaming to see that we were entering into the NFT space. I have so many questions. Okay, so <laughs> the first one, well, you can figure out how you want to answer because I'm going to bundle them together a little bit because I'm curious you know, what makes this work, right? What are the best practices? And how do you go about prototyping that? Yeah. So the very first one we did was a little bit of a shot in the dark. We um, we obviously worked with consultants and we worked with uh, the community to better understand how we enter it. Um, and we did our due diligence to understand how does a brand kind of enter the space. Mm -hmm. um, but there's so many unknowns and this is really a space that kind of moves um I mean, daily, there's there's fluctuations in, in understanding um, what's attractive in the space and what's really driving uh, a lot of the buzz and excitement. So for us, it was really understanding how do we enter into the space authentically yeah. uh, and true to coach. And so um, it was important for us to celebrate our anniversary and our heritage. Uh, we utilized um, characters that were developed, but Rexy is one of the characters that is um, a dinosaur figure that is, represents... Um, the brand, the motif that we use. And um, and so for us to um, create those, uh, we knew that in the Web3 world, um, digitized animals are very popular. Um, and so it was, a, it was something that we thought that we had created, our teams had created, and uh, it would, if we had um, created them into an NFT, they would be desirable. Mm -hmm. um, and that actually, uh, 
was very true and they were snapped up very quickly um crashing sites and we had so much traffic to try to get them so it was our very first go at it and it was highly successful and i think it's really because we tried to understand what was attractive in that community yeah so that will lead to my next question because we were at this gen z summit and it really is about understanding authentically right what they're looking for when they're building relationships with brands and retailers so what has your research told you? Well, the first one we did, um, we did a lot to understand sort of what is, um, what's attractive to an audience as an NFT. Um, what we didn't realize is how important it is to build this world with the community. Mm-hmm. Um, and so our second NFT strategically, uh, it was important for us to make sure that we were tapping into the community directly co-collaborating with them and generating something net new together. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't just coach putting something out in the world, but we were doing that with Web3 native artists. So for our second NFT, um, we actually tapped into a Web3 um, artist who uh, we had worked with previously. And he um, created a piece of art from an archival bag, uh, the Madison Satchel. And with uh, overlaying sort of his uh, artistic vision uh, alongside a very traditional coach bag, we melded two worlds and we really brought the community together in an IRL event, which was important because a lot of people who are in this world uh, actually like to get together in real life. Yes, I they do. <laughs> they, they actually like to get together. So we um, we hosted an event to support this NFT at one of our flagship stores on Fifth Avenue. And, um, and it really was an opportunity to say, this platform, this this store, this work is for you. Um, and how do we leverage our um, stores, our areas for you to really um, show off your work that you do with us? And we then proceeded to actually, um, through AR, display the NFT as a storefront. And that got quite a lot of attention because it was a very unique way of, of sharing his artwork that he did with us. Yeah, I think co-creation, collaboration, sense of community is so important. It's interesting. I also sat down with Maya Penn. I don't know if you saw her speak, but I said, what do you want out of brands as she's Gen Z and just open source, right? Uh They want to be part of creating together. Exactly. Yeah. And so it's an interesting uh, balance, right? How much do you let them in the room to do that? How does yes. that partnership work? What have you seen as makes that successful? I mean, it certainly is challenging for um, a very, a, a brand as, um, with as much heritage and, and craftsmanship as Coach has to really kind of understand how do you start to build with the community together? Um, and so I think, what we have seen worked is when we've opened the doors and we said, let's have this conversation and let's and let's participate in building something net new together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that has really worked. And I think as we continue to kind of test and learn and evolve, um, bringing in the community is going to be critical. Yeah, no, I love that. And so um, and hearing, you know, what you know, and also from the summit today, like what are you, what are, what are you excited about? What do you what do you think the future holds? Um, well, one of the things I shared on my panel discussion is uh, where I think the future <clears throat> is going to go. And uh, don't quote me on this. Um, <laughs> we'll just record it. We won't. Yeah. It. <laughs> don't quote me on this. But I have <clears throat> what I philosophically or theoretically think is going to happen is that, um, I mean, Gen Z is. Um, I believe, and I think I was just looking at this, uh, this st- statistics behind this. Gen Z is the first generation that values its digital life 
equally, if not more than its real life. And I, I'll give you an example. If they're wearing an outfit and they walk down the street and five people compliment them, that's great. If they post it on their social channel and they get 40,000 likes, that is more valuable to them than what happened in IRL. What's happening in Web3 and the metaverse and NFTs, and, and these words are sort of fluid, but what's happening there is that they're, and I actually think this is even beyond Gen Z. I think we're we're approaching Gen Alpha, which is younger than Gen Z. My daughter's Gen Alpha, so yes. I'm living it. <laughs> but, you know, when in what we understand, older generations understand is that an IRL event is where you create memories, you have shared experiences. So we have it, let's just say we have a dinner party and something happens at a dinner party and we reference it and we talk about it and that becomes a shared experience. What I'm seeing in my children is that they are in Roblox. Same. And they are create, they're having an experience and then they leave that experience and they reference that experience and it's a memory. Yes. And so, so it's like flipping the script a little bit. Well, they're just, there's a duality to yeah. their life. They have experiences in real life and then they're also creating memories and experience in a digital life. And to me, I think the future for brands is if you were able to stop them at the window with an amazing thing and that triggered an emotion and that that triggered inspiration or you started daydreaming. Like, I remember the first time I saw like the, the dopest like high top sneakers and I remember being like it, it created an emotion, but I was walking past an IRL window. Yeah. If brands can do that, because there are emotions being created in digital worlds. If a brand can tap into that emotional feeling in a digital world, that's where they're going to win. And then what do you see as the correlation? The reason I ask you this is interesting because my daughter is seven. Yeah. Sorry, Jen Alpha, always on Roblox. Always. Meets her cousins across the country in FaceTime so they can play Roblox together. Yes. Okay. Building their worlds. And I took her shopping at Target. Yeah. And the clothes she gravitated to were the ones that matched her avatar. Yes. Because she wanted to dress that way. So I think that, um, so this is not the first example that I've seen of Gen Z and younger Gen Alpha where they, um, their wardrobe, is, their digital wardrobe is becoming more important and they're spending more money on their digital wardrobes. This is not necessarily the case for any generation older than that. I think the first generation where we're seeing a larger share of their wallet is, um, being spent or their their desires are being built from what's happening in their digital world um is it's the first time i think any generation is experiencing that do you think that that's transferable to like the influence of that world them wanting to bring it into irl so it influences the things yes. they buy in real life too. i mean i think there's so many brand examples that I've, i have already seen that very successfully um but i do believe that there is um there's something that's happening in the digital world that's tapping into an emotion in Gen Z that is um, maybe foreign to somebody <laughs> my age, but they're they're tapping into an emotion that is um, that is driving um, desire and and uh, consumerism or some type of purchase intent or desirability within a digital space. Yeah, it's interesting. I guess my last question then is, how do you think a brand and retailer? Uh, balances it well, right? Because I think the irony is we came out of a pandemic where people crave so much in person. Yes. And there is there is data that Gen Z does value in person. They do. Right. And so what is how do you find that right balance? 
Um, I just, I think right now we kind of, I think the pandemic accelerated it. So I don't think without a pandemic, we would even be having these conversations, um, because they did, they were forced to spend so much time. Um, I do think the IRL is equally as important. It's not going, um, it, it does, um, validate, it provides emotion, it provides experiences, but, the digital world is not going away. Mm -hmm. So somehow, uh, and it will always be a portion of their life. So they're spending now, you know, with the pandemic relatively over, I think they're spending more time in schools They're going to after school sports. Mm -hmm. Um, So you're starting to see that IRL come back and take up more share of their time. Um, But they're, they're also allocating a share of their time still to these digital lives. So that hasn't, it hasn't like completely gone away. So I think on some level um, it's going to have to coexist. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm very curious what the balance is and what that's going to mean for what like the store of the future is going to be, but yeah. TBD still, yeah, I think. So much, so much to happen. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for sitting with oh, us though. You're doing exciting stuff at coach everybody. Again, this is Renee Klein. Um, she is a VP of global digital experiences at coach and We appreciate you being able to share your thoughts with us. Of course. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me.